Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. It is episode number 482 for Wednesday, the 14th of December, 2016. So nice to see you. And tonight is going to be a very exciting show. First of all, you are on the co-host desk. Yes. For the first time in a while, so that's uh, going to be a lot of fun for one this thing. This is going to be a great show to be on the co-host desk. For. We have spent the whole day shooting video, and we started at something like 7 o'clock this morning before the sun was even up, because we have six 4K action cams, and tonight... We are going to compare each and every one of those six cameras for you so that if you're shopping around for a 4K action cam this season, you're going to be able to see firsthand the quality of each of those cameras. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we discovered with each. So you want to stick around. We're going to learn all about it. Awesome. All right. Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. A security researcher... It got $10,000 for finding a bug on Yahoo that would let him read any user's mail. Samsung is going to brick Galaxy Note 7 phones early next week. Fitbit has bought and is killing off Pebble. And fraudsters can guess Visa card information in just six seconds. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Our live recordings are trusted only to solid-state drives from Kingston Technology. Revive your computer with improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs. Welcome to the show. My name is Robbie Ferguson, and would you please help me welcome my co-host tonight, Sasha Dermatis. Hello, everybody. Ready for a fun show? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, First of all, before we get into it, a little bit of business. A little bit of business. Okay. We've got Chipolos to give away. Is that business? I don't know. Cat5.tv slash Chipolo. And what are these? These are coin-sized tracker devices that actually help you find your lost devices. So it's just like that. And it will beep when you want to find it. It will show your device on a map so that you can pinpoint it, whether it's in the seat cushions or you left it at your friend's house. Right. There you have it. It's Chipolo. We're giving away two of those. You're going to need one because I'm going to steal your coffee mug. Don't steal my coffee mug. That's the best magical coffee mug in the world. Where did you get it? Uh, Cat5.tv slash my gear. It is nice. Because it's my gear. This is actually a really good coffee mug um, if you're a coffee or tea drinker or hot chocolate. What other hot drinks are there? I've heard that you can put cold drinks in it, but that to me seems like something that I, I just, it's, you got to drink your coffee. Right. Apple cider. You could do apple cider in that. Hot apple cider would be okay. Mugs are a very boring thing. You, you walk into a store and they, you see all the different mugs and right. stuff. And, but our mugs are really awesome. And this particular mug, available at cat5.tv slash mygear, is seriously the best mug that I've ever had. I've had coffee in it all day today. And right. it stayed hot, like hot, for easily four, six hours before I was done drinking it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a really good mug. Check it out. And then finally, we've got uh, Jabiz. Uh, that's the company that makes these. These are called Amp Sound, and you can get them at cat5.tv slash amp sound. We're really pushing these because I love technology that helps people, um, the technology that can be used to make life more enjoyable for folks. Um, these are Bluetooth earbuds, so you can use them to listen to music, take phone calls, all that kind of stuff. But they also double as hearing aids. Right, they enhance your your 
your experience, especially if you're if you're hearing impaired, they can really bring things. Exactly. Up. If you've got some hearing loss, listen to music with them, and then switch over to hearing. Uh, augmentation mode, right. we'll call it that, and it will enhance your ability to hear the things that are around you. So, Like if you've ruined your hearing from listening to your music too loud. Too loud. There's <laughs> the irony right there, but hey, awesome. cat5.tv slash amp sound, and again, if you've got a loved one who is uh, experiencing some hearing loss, or if you are that person, mm -hmm. uh, make sure you check them out, cat5.tv slash amp sound, the key points with those. First of all, they're an amazing device. They're really well thought out, really well designed and manufactured, but also um, they are sig significantly cheaper than hearing aids. Right. And they got the advantages of Bluetooth headsets, and that's pretty common for hearing aids these days, but mm -hmm. this takes the other approach. These are Bluetooth earbuds that become hearing right. aids, not I mean, the I, other way around. That could be a really good transition piece for somebody who's uncomfortable with the idea that they might need a little bit of help with their hearing. Sure. Um, so this is a really great gift even for somebody in that regard. I, I, think so. I feel like back in back a couple of years ago I would have happily bought those for my dad. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great. For sure. So So check it out, cat5.tv slash amp sound. Okay, enough of the house cleaning. Yes. But I want you to win stuff. I want you to buy stuff and get the stuff that we recommend because when we recommend it, it's because we really do recommend it. Here, one of the cool things about Category 5 is, and Sasha and I had this conversation before the show, when we promote products, we do it because we really believe in the products. We do it because, hey, these are great. Hey, those are great. Hey, this is actually my favorite coffee mug that I have ever owned. Okay? I'm not just promoting it because somebody sent me these right. products. Uh, and so that plays into our product review tonight, which is mm -hmm. we've got six action cams. I could tell you, hey, here's the best action cam. Or I could just show you. Exactly. You can decide. You can make the judgment call on what you need your camera to do based on what you see from this show. It's sort of like taking each of the six cameras for a walk yourself. You, you can't always do that. You can't go out and spend the thousands of dollars to buy six 4K action cams and give them all a try yourself and hope that you got the right one. Uh, and certainly buying online is a great way to save money, mm -hmm. but sometimes you're going to get the wrong thing and be dissatisfied with the purchase and we want to try to preempt that for you exactly. and that's why we do this and that's why we provide these unbiased uh, product reviews I want to show you my rig this is cool I think it's cool it is cool this is four thousand dollars worth of camera hardware on thirty dollars worth of PVC <laughs> that's the definition right there so this uh, this is what we had out in the field today and uh, so what do we have I suppose I can move my coffee mug out of the way now. Away from me, there I see go. that. Yeah. Let's move some of this stuff out of the way. Okay. There we go. Don't forget about them. Okay. So, give can us he the do tour. It? Can he do it by memory? Point to one. DJI Osmo 4K with a three-axis gimbal. That one is a Garmin Ultra Verb 30. That is an SJ Cam SJ5000X. That is a Nikon Key Mission 170. Nice. A Sony FDR X3000. Good job. And that one, this one's a tough one. Try to write this down on a business card. Olympus Stylus Tough TG Tracker. 
I was doing you a favor by leaving that one to last. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for all the favors. <laughs> um, so we've got all these great cameras to compare. You'll notice that we've got the SJ Cam SJ5000 in the mix. A couple of reasons for that. First of all, I know that when you're shopping online, you see the SJ Cam cameras and you think, why is it so significantly cheaper than, say, the Garmin Ultra Verb? Mm -hmm. 30. Okay. Um, so I want to show you. Again, I'm not going to tell you that it's not as good. I don't, that's not what this review is going to do. I'm going to show you the difference in quality. Right. Okay. So all of these cameras are using factory settings. So it's going to give us a real view of what do these cameras really look like out of the box. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to go through some of the things that we've learned with each of the cameras. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat that unfortunately, now we were outside today. <laughs> And it was fairly cold. It was really cold. The wind chill took it down to minus 17 degrees Celsius. Right. And it felt a little cooler than that down by the water. And you're going to see us down by the water in a couple of minutes' time. Right. Now, a lot of these action cams are designed to be action cams, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so you would expect that they're going to perform when you're downhill skiing and snowboarding and things like that. Right. They're available everywhere, which means their intended use is for everywhere. That's y the intention for sure. Yes. <laughs> Take it out, shoot video. You want to push record and it's going to start recording. You don't want to have problems. And you certainly want to be able to take it into any atmosphere. If you are shooting in the cold... I'm going to just tell you right now, the Nikon Key Mission 170 failed us. It filmed two minutes worth of video and then shut down saying that, there was, uh, that the battery was cold. I didn't know that it was an that option, on the Robbie, because I was pretty much feeling the same way. Yeah. <laughs> just shut down. I am cold. All the rest of the cameras kept rolling. Yes. We only got two minutes of video on the, uh, the Nikon Key Mission 170. Right. The first error message that we got while we were shooting this morning, the Key Mission 170 said, uh, after just two minutes of recording, battery exhausted. Then I turned it back on and it said battery cold and it gave me some kind of warning that it was going to shoot in a lower resolution mode and then it shut off. Right, which I mean, I guess that as a fail safe, if that had worked, that's great. So if it was mm -hmm. cold, just shooting in a lower quality, say you get like a yeah. the 4K in the ideal conditions, but then something a little bit lower when it's too cold. I want to be hot. the one to tell my camera when to turn right. down the resolution. But the fact that it just failed and stopped altogether, that... I mean, yeah. that's a no-go. And unfortunately, the Nikon Key Mission 170 also overheated in our tests indoors. It's no persnickety one. Yeah, none of the other cameras had the issues that, that we saw with the temperature variances with the Nikon Key Mission 170. All the other cameras worked perfectly well. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. I'm just going to let you know, and when you, you know, you're going to ask about, well, was the battery charged? All six of these cameras had full charge batteries when we left this morning. Right. We turned them all on at the same time and pressed record at the same time. There yes. might have been a three-second variance between when I turned on this camera and when I finally got over to this one. Uh, it didn't take too long. So, and this was actually the last one that I turned on because right. I went left to right. Uh, and they my all left had right. the same amount of memory in it. They all had the Kingston SD cards. Yeah, right? they had 64 gig Kingston micro SD cards. All of these are micro SD, so we were able to go with the best, and we put Kingston SD cards in all of them, uh, which basically means rather than giving any one of these cameras a, an unfair advantage, we gave all of them an unfair advantage. Excellent. So they all should have performed very well. Key Mission 170 unfortunately failed us. We do have a clip of 
later on this afternoon, the audio portion, uh, we were able to shoot as, as well with the Key Mission 170. So that's the only clip that we have of that particular camera. Uh, it wasn't overly bright this morning. We were waiting for the sunrise. About oh. 20 after 7, we were still waiting for the sun to come up, and it didn't happen. And then it happened afterward. It happened it afterward, yeah. magnificent. It was pretty neat. It um, was a pillar of light. By that point, I was driving, um, I was driving under an underpass of Highway 400 in Barrie, and so I actually pulled over and walked into a parking lot and t turned on the rig, and I got a video of that sunrise as well. So, um, so you're going to see a sunrise in low-light conditions as well. Uh, beyond that, our other tests, we did um, footstep tests with and without human subjects. Right. Tell us a little bit about our human subjects. I was there, and Dave was there doing his international Dave. debut. My Dave joined us bright and early. They were all holding hands and snuggly so and keeping nice. warm. Yeah, he was really cold because yeah. he forgot his mittens. Forgot like, his mittens. Oops. Aw, poor but guy. You know what? He was so struck by the rig and by the cameras that I, like, I'm really excited for him to watch this show because I know there's a couple that he really... Mm -hmm. Hey, his let's focus. see how this one and that one perform. Right. Yeah. right, yeah. His focus was directed on a couple, and now he'll want to watch back and see exactly how they do. Mm -hmm. And then maybe for Christmas I get one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, Al Peck is just saying, you know what? You could sew a string to Dave's mittens. <laughs> I think that would be cute. Yeah. Uh, okay, what other tests did we do? We did a spin test. That's yes. when I, holding the camera rig, spin in a circle. And all of the cameras, uh, we're going to see a snapshot, a freeze frame of how they, um, how they looked during that spin test. Okay. So that's kind of a very high motion scenario. So if something was moving very, very quickly, because I spin fast. Well, which you would use in an action sort of scenario absolutely if you're using this camera what do the for still sport? shots look like yes yeah what do those still shots look like uh okay and then we did a run test which is when i ran at uh, our human subjects and a i mentioned the low light sunrise test and finally i shot an outdoor audio test of all of the cameras all of them performed for that um, so we're going to get to hear the sound from each of the cameras um, do keep in mind as i'm holding the rig right here uh, I, I made sure not to put cases on any of them that were possible uh, the one that does have a case is the garmin verb ultra th uh, the garmin verb ultra 30 yes mm -hmm. i always mix up ultra and verb that's okay um the garmin camera i uh, had to put a waterproof case on it because it does not have any other way to mount to the tripod right. adapter but what i did is i replaced the waterproof backing with the one that is meant for audio recording so oh. the backing has holes in it so that you can actually hear but we're going to hear how it sounds with the case because that's how it works and you'll see my sj cam i just mounted it with some elastic bands because I wanted it outside of a housing, and uh, that was going to work for us. That's this one, interestingly enough, I thought it was going to have trouble with the uh, with the DJI um, uh, Osmo, mm -hmm. but I got an L bracket here. I put a quarter inch um, wing nut and a quarter inch uh, nut here uh, bolt, and just put it in that that way. Because it's kind of weird because it doesn't, unlike the other cameras, it doesn't have a threading on the bottom. It has a threading on the side. On the side. But a piece of stainless steel for a buck fifty from the hardware store did it for us. That is an impressive rig, Robbie. It's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. So this, why we did this, why it's set up like this, is because we recorded everything simultaneously. So you're going to see an, an approximately two-minute video from each of these cameras. It's going to be exactly the same video. 
but it's going to be shot from each camera. So you're going to be able to compare and go back and feel free, you know, if you're watching this on demand, skim around and compare your two favorite, your three favorite cameras and see what, uh, what you think. So we're going to get right into it with the SJ Cam SJ5000X. That is our lower end uh, alternative to, uh, to your action cam. It says it's a 4K camera, but technically... It is actually a 2K camera, and it's interpolated to 4K at 24 frames a second. So right. that means basically they've stretched the canvas. So it's not true 4K. The SJ5000X uh, is significantly cheaper, um, but it, it's really truly just 2.7K, which is fine, but you know this so, is a 4K review. Right. It's not exactly in the same ball field. Yeah, exactly. Play in. I just want to be clear that it is advertised as a 4K camera, and if you're looking for a 4K camera, it's not truly 4K. Mm -hmm. I want to be honest with you here. It has gyro uh, anti-shake built in. It's digital, and you can see that it actually shoots fairly smooth video, even though I'm just holding it in hand. Now, this is our spin test. Here's a, a freeze frame for us, and that's what the freeze oh. frame looks like oh, from the SJ Cam SJ5000X. It's not going to be perfect from any, but uh, it's, you're going to see the difference. So there's a, our run test. Mm -hmm. You can see any time I step, there's a bit of a, j a jitter. Right. You, it's not a complete... Oh, and there's that sunset. Or sunrise, I mean. Yes. See right over the pillar, highway. See that pillar of light? It's awesome. Very cool. So the camera is fairly impressive for the price, but we're going to compare it tonight to uh, some others as well. Mm -hmm. Let's do the audio test. Finally, it's my turn. This is a test of selfie mode. So as I walk and hold these cameras in front of me, how does each one look? Also, it's a test of the sound of each of these cameras. So here's our sound check. Hello, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Thanks for watching this demonstration. Okay, and this is the Olympus Stylus Tough TG Tracker Action Cam. This is the green one from our rig. And you can see that there are some jitters happening as I walk. Right. Um, it's not very well stabilized, um, at least from its default settings. This is a rugged action camera, which is pretty cool. It does shoot full 30 frames per second in 4K. Uh, what I mean by rugged is it is basically uh, shockproof. Right. Um, so if you drop it from seven feet, you're you're okay. Uh, it's also waterproof without a case. You don't have to put anything on it's it. It's freeze proof. It's freeze proof. It performed just great. fine. I do notice it has a rather significant fisheye effect compared to um, some of the other cameras that we're going to be seeing tonight. Uh, and there's a bit of a vignette I can see there at the edge yeah. as well. You see that? No, I wonder if that's just an out-of-the-box setting that can be mm -hmm. disabled. There's our freeze frame with right. the spin test. We don't expect that to be perfectly clear. Let's be clear about that. Um, but we do want to see the difference in the different cameras. So this looks like an okay, uh, to me anyways, it looks like an okay kind of fit in your pocket and carry it with you. I love that it's so versatile as far as taking it um, in the water. You don't have to put a waterproof case on it. Exactly. You can it scuba dive with it. I'm talking almost 100 feet down. Yeah, it's the sort of camera you can take on vacation and you can give to your, you know, one of your kids, you know, to, to take a shot knowing that they may drop it or it might end up in the water Finally, it's my turn. and it'll be okay. This is a test of selfie mode. So as I walk and hold these cameras in front of me, how does each one look? Also, it's a test of the sound of each of these cameras. So here's our sound check. Hello, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Thanks for watching this demonstration.
Next up, we've got the Sony FDR-X3000 action camera. This one also supports a full 4K. Uh, it has an, uh, a nice stabilization system. This is Sony's stabilization system that they integrate into their handy cams and everything. Uh, and it is an optical stabilization system. So even though we don't have a gyro or anything, you can see it is a little bit smoother as, uh, as I'm walking there. So it provides a really nice, My clear video. My untrained eye completely notices the difference in this. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't feel your footsteps at all in this shot. It's a lot smoother than some of the other cameras that we're looking at. Uh, it looks good. Um, as well, you know, some of the things about this camera, it does come with a waterproof case, but you do have to put that on if you want to take it in the water. Um, I'll just kind of let you see the difference here. Looks pretty good to me. I don't see a lot of fish eye. There's no vignette. Oh, here comes the Here's spin. our spin, yeah. And there's our freeze frame. There's my Dave. <laughs> For a run test, I'm pretty impressed that uh, it was as smooth as it was. That's the Sony FDR X3000, considering uh, it does not have a gyro, but that optical stabilization system really makes a difference. That is mm. a very clear shot. I really like the picture in this. You can see the detail in the tree. Mm -hmm. Look at that against the sky. Very nice. Finally, it's my turn. This is a test of selfie mode, so as I walk and hold these cameras in front of me, how does each one look? Also, it's a test of the sound of each of these cameras. So here's our sound check. Hello, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Thanks for watching this demonstration. Next up is the Nikon Key Mission 170, and this is the only clip we have. This is a test of selfie mode, so as I walk and hold these cameras in front of me, how does each one look? Also, it's a test of the sound of each of these cameras. So here's our sound check. Hello, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Thanks for watching this demonstration. Very unfortunate. Very impressed with the video quality. And finally, uh, the Garmin Verb Ultra 30 is up. Uh, this one also shoots 4K at 30 frames a second. Has a bit of a darker uh, hue to it. Uh, you can see that the the exposure is a little lower than uh, the other cameras that we're looking at tonight. Um, but the video quality, I'm I'm pretty happy with on the Garmin Verb Ultra 30. You can see it in the finer details. Mm -hmm. Definitely not seeing you know out of the box with the settings. We're not seeing quite the uh, the exposure, the clarity in this low light situation. Exactly. Those ducks were clearer in the last. The last duck shot. <laughs> mm -hmm. With some post-production, I think you could really get this to look very nice. But right out of the box, right off the camera, it is mm -hmm. qu quite a bit darker, less detail. Um, and I don't notice any vignetting. I don't notice any fisheye that's to write home about. And with our spin test, performs, you know, <laughs> as well as can be expected. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the run test gives us a real good view because, you know, if you're doing action stuff, you want it to be fairly smooth video. You don't want to have it going blurry, if you will. And the Garmin Verb Ultra 30 performed fairly well in that scenario. And there's the sunset. Again, this is another great shot from this particular camera. Yeah. Clear branches, that pillar of light. That was breathtaking spectacular. Finally, it's my turn. This is a test of selfie mode. So as I walk and hold these cameras in front of me, how does each one look? 
Also, it's a test of the sound of each of these cameras. So here's our sound check. Hello, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Thanks for watching this demonstration. And last but certainly not least, it's the DJI Osmo. This is a 4K video camera with the three-axis gimbal, and you can immediately see the smoothness of the right. video. So if you're shooting what we call run and gun, if you're, if you're shooting uh, in the field and you want some really smooth video, it's a very small rig. I had a conversation today about how we used to have to use a Steadicam in order to get that kind of video. Look at this. Now it is just super smooth. Now I do notice it's on a bit of an angle. And I'm not sure that may be my calibration. Um, certainly, that's not the norm for this camera. I think uh, I, I had turned it in such a way that it is on an angle, but that can be corrected. Of course, the motors can be adjusted so that uh, just with a thumb uh, on the joystick, it will fix that. But in particular, we're looking at the quality, and there's our spin test. You can see the... <laughs> The camera that popped in there, the uh, the Olympus camera, because the gimbal wanted to turn and keep its eye on you two. Right. And did you see how it kind of followed you there? Yeah. Yeah. Which would be great in, in the field, like actually in a scenario when you're running past somebody. Mm-hmm. Look at the difference. Now, this is a lot tighter. Mm -hmm. it, we don't have quite as wide of a shot. Look at that tree. Look at the building. Mm-hmm. But the clarity and the color and the gradient there is just absolutely stunning. Finally, it's my turn. This is a test of selfie mode. So as I walk and hold these cameras in front of me, how does each one look? Also, it's a test of the sound of each of these cameras. So here's our sound check. Hello, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Thanks for watching this demonstration. Well, there you have it. That's our unbiased look at these cameras. All of these cameras were just on our rig, and we shot it this morning. Um, lots of great comments in the, uh, in the chat room, and, and I love your opinions and your thoughts about these cameras. What are your thoughts? Please comment below. Let us know what your favorite is. And, uh, and of course, do keep in mind, you can purchase these through our site. Go to cat5.tv slash action cam. So pick the one that you love. Pick the one that is in your price range. Right. And check out cat5.tv slash action cam. Um, thoughts at this point? thoughts at this point is, well, I mean, it's hard to be unbiased about this sort of situation, but as just a, like a casual observer of it, to be honest, and we know that I have a love of robots, and so I find this... <laughs> I find you find it, the DJI I, I camera pretty impressive? So adorable, oh my. and then like, it functions so well. I, yeah. So, I just, to give you an idea, so watch the DJI camera with the, with the gimbal right. here. And when I was talking about the level of it, I, I should have been more conscious of, of making sure it was level before I started shooting. But, of course, I don't have a screen on it, right. so I couldn't, I couldn't tell. But watch what the camera does. Yeah. See that? So where these other cameras would suddenly be shooting crooked video. Exactly. The DJI Osmo does that. So that's why we're getting that so silky smooth floating video. Mm -hmm. Where the DJI Osmo is not the perfect camera is... You can't really mount it on top of your helmet, right? right? It's really what we call a run-and-gun camera. It's, it's a really neat form factor for shooting video. Uh, it's fairly lightweight um, and allows you to shoot really silky smooth video mm -hmm. without a big rig. 
Right. That's the thing, and it is 4K. I mean, where the Olympus stylus looks it looks more like the camcorder of old, just yes. shrunk down. Yeah, did you see this? It right? pops right out and f- you've got the screen. Right. I feel like he performs more like the camcorder of old. Like you'd want to use that for things like birthday parties and, right. you know, anniversaries. Sure. And- really, really easy to, to just pull mm-hmm. it out and start shooting. Then we've got the Sony camera. This yeah. is the FDRX3000. And this is the one that... I mentioned was uh, has the optical stabilization and it has really silky smooth video for a little tiny form factor. Right. Was that the one? The white balance was so great in that one. Like it was really. It was pretty good. It yeah. was good. Mm-hmm. And the one that uh, that didn't shoot um, in the cold was the Nikon Key Mission 170, which is such a shame. It, it was a heartache as I was watching the the audio test because the video looks exquisite. I know, but you know what? If it's not going to work in extreme conditions, who buys a camera that is that persnickety? Unless you're mm-hmm. using your action camera for only indoor use. Yeah. Right? Indoor a sports. Qu- a quick mention of something that we noticed with the Olympus Stylus mm-hmm. Tough TG Tracker. This camera would only shoot four gigs of video at a time Mm -hmm. okay so in shooting 4k video we were getting about seven and a half minutes worth of recording and then the camera would simply stop recording Mm -hmm. now remember all of these cameras have the same type of card we put kingston 64 gig cards in them they're all formatted um just either by the camera in case in cases where it was required to format or just inserted and used out of the box right it's possible that maybe reformatting it as xfat or some other file system may um Extend. allow it to but it didn't look like a file system thing it didn't look like the file system was saying can't record anymore stop right. it looked like the camera was saying oh we've reached almost four gigs it's like 3.98 right. and it stopped recording and, and- did not continue right and it was happy to start recording again, absolutely but you had to instruct you had to notice to so. yes you had to notice seven minutes into your video that you need to push record again mm-hmm. and that to me would be a problem um, i'd be interested to learn a little bit more about why that is and of course right. file systems older file systems had a limitation of four gigs so it would stop recording in order to save corrupting the data so that you don't lose your video Right. But I want to see it continue recording. I want to see it at least instantaneously continue recording uh, to a second file if necessary, like the Canon cameras do. Like right. they just continually keep creating new files. And so you end up, you know, if your video is an hour long, you might end up with 10 videos, but you can put them back to back in your editor. Another interesting thing about this camera, you can see how it is mounted on our rig mm-hmm. and it is upright. The letters, the words, everything is upright. Correct. However, the video on the TG tracker was shot upside down. It was inverted. So we had to take it into our video editor and actually turn it over. Right. So if you plugged it into a TV or if you started watching it on your computer, everything would be upside down. So it's not just plug and play after that. No. It's plug, interesting, fiddle eh? play. Not, I wouldn't call it a problem, but it's something interesting to realize that you do have to do some post-production on that mm-hmm. in order to get any kind of usable video out right. of it, which we're probably going to want to do anyways. Uh, and some of the cameras that have fisheye, we can remove that digitally again in post-production using uh, mm-hmm. de-fishing lens. So there you have it. That's our unbiased comparison review of these six action cams. Please do comment below. And don't forget to check out cap5.tv slash action cam. You can get the pricing and uh, purchase any one of these, uh, whichever one you decide is the one for you. 
I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to know what your favorite is, what your comments are about each of these cameras, and uh, any other information that you might want to share with the community. So thank you very much for watching. Hope you enjoyed the review. I loved it. Now, Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash IAIB. Well, we're going to jump right into the news. Uh, so if we can hop over to the newsroom. You're right here next to me tonight. So things are a little different. We don't have the chroma key and you're right here. I'm doing double so duty today. You ready for it? I am. What here. a pro, eh? Just... <laughs> Take on anything you can throw at her. I've got this. She's got this. Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category5.tv newsroom. A security researcher got $10,000 for finding a bug on Yahoo that would let him read any user's mail. Samsung is going to brick Galaxy Note 7 phones early next week. Fitbit has bought and is killing off Pebble. And fraudsters can guess Visa card information in just six seconds. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Jeff Weston. Yaman. You're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. All right. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? You need hosting. One of the things about a hosting account is you don't want to have limitations put on your website. It's true. How much hard drive space do you have? How many email accounts? How many domains can point to it? Well, we've got an amazing deal for you. For a very limited time, cat5.tv slash dreamhost. For just $5 and a bit of change per month, you are going to get unlimited website hosting, unlimited email accounts on that hosting uh, service. You are also going to receive a free domain name. Ooh. So your own .com. Nice. To put that amazing website that you've been working on it's on true. there. If you run, if you want to build a WordPress site, fine. Sign up. Cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Just don't put Panama Papers on it. Just don't do it. But hey, uh, it's a great deal, folks. Best deal you're going to find. $5 and change per month. Go to cat5.tv slash dreamhost. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories for the week of December 14th, 2016. A security researcher says he begged $10,000 after discovering and reporting a serious flaw in Yahoo Mail that could have been exploited by crooks to read victims' messages. The hacker says that he reported the vulnerability in Yahoo Mail via the bug bounty organi organizer's Hacker One. The impact of the bug is similar to the one I reported last year, which also brought a $10,000 bounty, the hacker said. It allowed an attacker to, for example, read a victim's email. The flaw, fixed in production late last month, could be exploited simply by tricking your target into opening a booby-trapped email. The same vulnerability could also be abused to spread malware. The root cause of the problem was a failure to sanitize user-supplied values in dynamic content. For this latest programming blunder, Pinanen supplied proof-of-concept exploit code to Yahoo's security team in the form of an email that, when viewed, would use Ajax to read the user's inbox contents and send it to an attacker's server. Wow. Good for him. Two years running, he was able <laughs> to... Did it right. It's like a full-time yeah. job. I wonder how, how much time was spent finding this exploit. But 
I mean, so great that he's finding it, mm-hmm. reporting it, and it's getting fixed before anybody else can find it. And that, my dear young hackers, is the correct way to pursue hacking security research. Is that what they call white hats? Like good hackers or white hats? Yeah, it can is be. That... Typically involves know. SEO, search engine optimization. White hat hackers would be, yeah, the good guys. But you consider, like, the 18-year-old hacker who did not take the right approach. Oh, that story. And instead tweeted the hack exploit. Oh, poor. Set off a ricochet effect causing iOS 10 to dial 911 on any device that opened the tweet. Completely overloaded the 911 operators and the system. Not, Not the way to do it. No. Not the way to do it. Charges. Went to jail. Yes criminal record so you now know how to do it this guy twenty thousand dollars over the course of two years cha-ching cha-ching super great anyone still using a samsung galaxy note 7 has five days to return their device for a refund before samsung kills the handsets for good literally The South Korean electronics giant says that an over-the-air update set for release on December 19th will effectively brick the devices for good, shutting off all phone and data connections and preventing the Android-powered handset from accepting a recharge. That is all the way dead. This, Samsung hopes, will kill off the 7% of sold Galaxy Note 7, 7 units that have not yet been returned for a refund. While the Note 7 is still legal to own, so long as you're not flying, Samsung has been extremely aggressive with the voluntary recall for the fire-prone handset. Not everyone, however, will see their Note 7 go dark on December 19th. Verizon says that it will not be taking part in the mass shutdown, but will continue to request that customers bring their handsets in to swap out for a new device. Wow. Okay, so it's an aggressive voluntary recall. In that, your phone will be dead. We recalled that. Give it back to us. Now. Now, I mean, you have... We will destroy it. You have to imagine that a certain percentage of the purchases went to people who maybe themselves have passed on or that the phones themselves have been accidentally dropped in a toilet so no no longer Sure, maybe they don't exist, yeah. So 7% outstanding is actually not that bad. However, but if you are using your Note 7, we will is, kill you. The thing is, I mean, Samsung at this point has to cover themselves to the point, sure. right? Like they don't want I want to be liable fire. for that issue, yeah. <laughs> so, here's I, what concern comes to mind though. How many not white hat hackers yeah. are hearing what Samsung is about to do to the Note 7 and saying, "Oh, you can do that." If we could compromise Samsung's servers, we could destroy all of their phones. If we could compromise right. Apple's servers, roll out a particular type of update that bricks all of these devices. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thought that, that these companies have that amount of power that, that they can do that. I can understand their That's reasoning true. for doing that, but by doing it, they're admitting that they have that power. Right. Which is a little bit on the freaky side. And again, for a 7%, I feel like to show your hand at this point. Yeah. For 7%, it it is risky business. Now, Verizon saying that they're not going to do it is also interesting because 
is this some way to, I guess, garner affection? I don't know why they would not take part. Yeah. And if everyone else is. <laughs> right? That Maybe it's just, it, who knows the reasoning, right? It could be to be kind to their users. I'm but sure. how kind is that? Yeah. Here, it's enabling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this phone, it is almost with all certainty going to burn something in your life at some point. <laughs> So return it now. What are your before thoughts? Before the 19th of September, or December, not September. Do you still have a Note 7? Are you of the 7% of Note 7 users that still have it? You aren't. No, definitely not, I know right? you aren't. I know you've returned it. I got this. Yeah. I hope. Before it's too late. Yes. Get now. it back. Fitbit, the world's best-selling wearable tech maker, has confirmed it is buying the inventions that power Pebble's smartwatches. However, the deal does not include any of Pebble's products and work on several crowdfunded devices that have yet to be made have been cancelled. Pebble said it would try and refund backers of the Time 2 Core and Time Round gadgets by March 2017. It also warned those who already owned its gear to expect less support. Fitbit has said that key personnel from Pebble would join its company. The founder of Pebble will not be among them. The approach makes the acquisition appear to be one to obtain patents, software, and personnel, leaving Pebble users in its dust. This makes sense on a business standpoint. Fitbit is um, an amazing product, I will say, because I have one and love it. <laughs> um, but I also, I understand, I mean, there are Pebble users out here that are really gonna be neg negatively affected. Oh, sure. Right? I wonder if, Pe if Fitbit might lend a helping hand or a generous discount for a Yeah, it does leave store. a sour taste in your yeah. mouth if you're a Pebble user. Right. Like, uh, acquire and conquer and destroy. Yeah, it seems kind of schoolyard bullyish to me, but I mean, it's a business move and it makes sense. Sure. And I do love my Fitbit. Fitbit recognized <laughs> that Pebble had very talented developers, mm -hmm. very talented um, ideas people in this particular market that they are right. owning and uh, and so acquired the company so that they could have those people. They don't care about the product. No. Maybe some of the patents, sure. Some of the ideas and some of the things that Pebble can do. It does make me wonder what will be on the shelves for Christmas next year after this acquisition. True enough. And if you're a Pebble user, how does it make you feel? Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you as a Fitbit user, I feel kind you're of... You're indifferent? I feel... No, well, <laughs> I'm like, ah, you are now mine. Um, more no. features for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel like it's a good business move. It just doesn't feel like a great emotional move. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not taking on the whole staff. No, it's nothing like that. They have nitpicked through and said, these are the ones we want. The, the rest of them, sorry, you're out of work. Yeah, the founder. The founder is moving to a different company. So I'm not sure if that was part of the deal or if that's his choice. Mm -hmm. But he's not a part of the acquisition itself. So. But Pebble has been, you know, in, in all honesty, they've been struggling over the past little while. Right. Um, but they've been trying to innovate and bring out some great new products. They've got some great crowdfunding campaigns that were doing well and that have now been canceled. Right. I mean, I guess that, that's the nature of the business. That is. That the business. We already started the show talking about the business. The business. Yeah. According to a group of researchers from Newcastle University, fraudsters can guess credit card numbers in as little as six seconds per attempt 
thanks to security gaps in Visa's network. The brute force attacks allow criminals to bombard Visa with card payment requests across multiple sites with each attempt narrowing the possible combinations until a valid card number and expiry date are determined. The research team says unlike rival MasterCard, Visa does not detect the flood of requests across multiple sites. They call it a distributed guessing attack and proved its effectiveness against the top 400 payment sites. The attacks rely on card not present fraud which merchants do not require the three-digit CVV number to authorize a transaction. That's the three-digit number on the back of your card. The researchers said this attack subverts the payment functionality from its intended purpose of validating card details into helping the attackers to generate all security data fields required to make online transactions. The researchers say all merchants should use standard payment authorization fields to knock out the ability for the attacks to scale. That's in, in the holiday season, that's really scary information to have. It's a very old school attack, you know, mm -hmm. seemingly old school. But understanding how it works, it's it's clever. Mm -hmm. They just so how it works is they're, I guess, asking a bunch of different sites with just subtly yeah. different numbers, right? You consider so if a down. site is going to maybe block you after ten attempts. Mm -hmm. Well, it times that by four hundred. Right. And now we've got, you know, forty thousand attempts. I don't right. know. I, I feel like Visa in this case is going to step up their game because they do offer a really good insurance policy. Sure. For yeah, they'll protect fraudulent. their users for sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now that will you gotta cost catch them. It. Yeah. You got to catch it. That's true. Watch your statements, folks. That's very true. I mean, at some point there's going to have to be an extra level of security. I myself use a Visa. I've noticed that there is a lot of security in my opinion. I sometimes have to take a picture of my card yeah. before I actually. And then email it? No. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> so I went there. So secure. I went to the bank, and they tried to get me on this card with the tap feature. No. I, okay, I'm like, I'm like old school. I'm like, don't, don't do the tap. Think about this. You've got a card that is more secure because they've added this chip and pin system, mm -hmm. more secure, and then they go and add tap to it. Which has no security whatsoever. You can just walk close to somebody, I think, and just like, bump are, into them. People are so. getting point-of-sale systems in their iPhones, which are totally legitimate, that you use for home businesses and contractors and exactly. things. And they're walking around at parades and touching people's pockets with their phone and taking 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there, 20 bucks there. Truth be told, I mean, for the tap, it's a low limit, low limit set, yeah, right? 20 but bucks here, 20 bucks exactly. there. And will some people notice yes will will most people notice yes will some people not notice at all yeah not everybody scrutinizes their statements i have to admit i don't okay yeah if i notice something missing like if i if i bounce a check or something because somebody stole money out of my account because i i keep in enough you know yeah. records that i know how much money is there but it would have to be significant enough to bounce a check or to cause a transaction to not go through right that's not an invitation to hack my visa, but I'm just saying, maybe we need to watch it fairly closely. Right, exactly. I mean, I keep my visa balance paid off, mm -hmm. so I would notice. I do that, but when I go into the branch, yeah. I say, how much is owing on my card? Right. And they'll say, 
so-and-so amount of dollars. And then you and I pay it to them without, yeah. So I don't say, okay, well, what was that? What caused that to be X number of dollars? Why is it $20 more than I thought it should be? Right. doesn't well, happen that way. Well, you know that it's not the tap feature. No, it's not the tap know, feature. I opted out, folks. That's right. I Do also, you have tap? I also did. Did you know it was so dangerous? Do you know how long it, it took me to accept the chip in my card? Mm. I was, I was like bossed into it. It had to happen. They were like, we are going to take your card away. You now have to have a chip. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Last minute for me. Forced you into it. Thanks for watching the Category5.tv newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermavis. Thanks, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and you'll find our website at www.category5.tv. Make sure you check out our, our new website. Uh, it's 2016 as we broadcast this live. Head on over to Category5.tv. I want to show you what's new this week, and this is pretty exciting because people have said to me, now, backing up just a little bit, one of the things about Category5.tv is that we're a free service. We do this for free. We're volunteers, and we offer this service for free, and we look for constructive criticism. We look for ideas. We look for thought starters right. and ways to make this better for you. And one of the comments that have come in is, I'm having trouble finding any way to watch the show other than YouTube. Right. Okay. I want to be clear why YouTube is so prominent on our website, and that is simple. YouTube pays us. Okay. Thank so you. we provide a, a free service. You watch it through that player, and we get a small commission on the advertising that happens during that playback. Mm -hmm. So that makes a difference, and it really, really does. It helps us to pay the rent and keep the lights on here at Studio D. That said, it's not all, it's not all about the money. We want to make it easy for you to access and right. get, get the show the way you want it. So this is our new website as far as uh, 2016 goes. It's called V7. And uh, if we scroll down, you'll see one of the interesting things about it is we've got Category 5 Technology TV, but we've also got our other shows. There's you, Sasha. In the newsroom. In the newsroom. It's cool because you can actually read the stories uh, in text form as well. So we put the entire stories. We've got New Every Day. We've got The Pixel Shadow with Mangle Fox 70. We've got Nature Sounds of Ontario, Canada. Uh, which is one of my babies. And then we've got tech snippets, which is smaller clips from the show. So if you don't want to watch a full one-hour show or if you, if you like to feature on the show and you want to right. send it forward to someone who you think is going to like it or be able to get something out of it, you can find it in tech snippets and you'll be able to share that um, with them then, directly. Just and that clip. then they'll say, where'd you get that? And it's then awesome. you'll say, here's the website. Go to Category5.tv, exactly. donate. <laughs> and it's this whole vicious circle of paying our rent. That's just how you have the conversation. That's how it works, right? Good. And that's where these ads and everything come in. So you see the ads. They are, uh, we attempt to target as best as we can. So you see, you know, there's some Raspberry Pi ads. There's some books that pertain to uh, the most recent episode of, uh, of New Every Day. Sometimes you'll see stuff that has to do with other shows that we do. Um, so, so those are targeted ads, and they, they try to gauge what is, you know, what's the content on our website mm -hmm. and figure out what ads you might be interested in. So that's why those are there. And please do click on those. They they help us out. Then we've got the drone zone, which is clips um, if you're interested in flying drones. So I'm just scrolling down and just showing you. But way down at the bottom here, this is where we want to get to is our RSS feeds. Check this out. So when I click on that, 
We have subscribed to Roku, Kodi, Plex. We've got our RSS feeds, and you can actually subscribe in HDSD or MP3 to uh, any of the shows that we currently have in RSS, and we're expanding that so that you can syndicate it to your device, add it to Podcast Addict, add it to your right. favorite device, and you'll be able to download and stream the show. A great feature. It's ad-free. Yeah. I mean, other than when we try to sell you something. Right. But generally, and we only it's do that because we love you. And we do that because we love you and because we do need to pay the bills. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> and we right. don't charge you. Uh, but looking at that, here's the most exciting thing this week is our consolidated HD feed. What the consolidated feed does is that gives you a one-stop shop for all the shows. It consolidates everything together so that you can actually subscribe to one feed and it's Category 5 TV Network. So it's not Category 5 Technology TV. It's not the newsroom. It's not new every day. It's everything all consolidated together. And our intention is to grow that, that feed and, and uh, add more shows to it as we grow. Um, so you're going to start to see the Drone Zone and things like that in there as well. So make sure you subscribe to our RSS if you're uh, someone who likes to aggregate their RSS feeds. Uh, we do have the MP3 feeds. So if you like to listen to uh, audio podcasts, that's an opportunity for you to listen. It's high-quality stereo audio uh, from our RSS feeds. And you'll be able to subscribe and download those every week. Thanks for doing that, Robbie. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, and that comes as, uh, as a viewer request <laughs> to add RSS feeds to, directly to our website. Right. So we went one step further and gave you access to a bunch of other shows and stuff like that. Nice. While you were scrolling through there, I saw the news, I guess the Halloween special news. Yes. What was you the were all story? steampunked. No, but what was the story with the broccoli and the chocolate? I forget now. You forget that? The thing that you could zap your tongue with and it would make everything taste like chocolate. Oh, right. Oh, I want that. How could you forget and I remember? Oh, my goodness. I want that. <laughs> this is news to her. She's the one I who live, did the story. I live in the moment. so yeah. in she's, she's basically a goldfish. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm Dory. <laughs> Wow. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> we could have the same news stories every single week, and I would read them with the same enthusiasm because every week I'd be like, what just happened? That's new. You should go back I and watch your what? own show. I probably should. <laughs> uh, I have one time. I find it, I, I don't know if you watch yourself. Do you? Um, I rarely. I used to. Okay. Because I wanted to better myself, and, and that's part of, being a podcaster is you want to you want to see where your what your crutches are see what you're doing right. poorly what you're doing well if you have verbal tics or if yeah you cackle horribly when you're laughing <laughs> exactly now i cackle a little uh i i can't watch myself it makes me nervous for the next time really yeah I have to get over that yeah you because do because i really need to would air like, check you. i would really like to grow as a person Taller. No. <laughs> <laughs> Grow as a person and a broadcaster. Exactly. Hey, did you have something? You were looking like you had something in the chat room or you were going to. Oh, Froggy. Froggy wants oh, Froggy. to go for wings. Oh, <laughs> that was it? Any it. questions in the chat room? When are we going to go for wings? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, what time is it? 7.55. Uh, so, yeah. I'd say about 8.03. 8.03? Sounds good. That's hilarious. Mm. Ah, Give me a call, Froggy. Please scroll backwards through. 
Yeah, hey, if you've got any questions for us. But, I mean, we're, we're right out of time, but it was a lot of fun tonight. I loved having the opportunity to show you those cameras. Please do make sure you go through our links uh, if you want to purchase something like that. Yeah. Cat5.tv slash action cam is, is a direct way to get there. And I'd really love for you to tell us your feedback on which one that you love. It'll help me make my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. What a great day. Always a great day. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. You did it. I did it. And until next Wednesday. Who's on next Wednesday? Uh, Jeff is here. And you're going to be on the news desk. Yes. And then the following Wednesday, we're doing something different. That's right. Kelsey's here. Yes. Jeff is also here, but Jeff is going to be operating the system. Right. I'll be hosting, but he's going to be producer. So he's learning. He's learning. Yeah, we're training him up, folks. I like it. Yeah. You know what? It just occurred to me. Um, so now that you're catching on to the Wednesday situation from the Tuesday sort situation. Of. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. 2017. A couple weeks away. Oh, that's. I'm going to mess that one up. Yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> like, it's Tuesday, January 3rd, 2016. That's how I'm going to start the show. And then we will, yeah. Guaranteed. We'll, we'll see how that Plan goes, for actually. It. <laughs> it's a drinking game. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Please do comment below. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube and uh, make sure you click every ad that you see. Please. Everyone. Every single one of them. And buy it's, the stuff. There is something you want on there. Like everything. There is nothing you don't every, want. You want it all. You want either my Subliminal mug advertising. or his mug. That's what you want. Cheers. Cheers. See you, everybody. <laughs> Night.